Whoa, that was almost deliverance like. There you go, the banjo. From the Proscenium Podcast, <laughs> from the Proscenium Film Society, the podcast about filmmaking and movie watching. I'm Tim. I'm Dustin. This is our full-length episode where we'll be doing all kinds of random discussion things today. Yes. Rather we'll be than talking ha- about Rather movies. than having a theme, our theme is bourbon chat. It's just us having some bourbon and talking about <laughs> movies. <laughs> what bourbon are we drinking today, Tim? It is Rabbit Hole's Rye, I yes. believe. Is that what we poured? Yeah. All right. It's very good. I like it. I like rye's though. Do you like rye's? I do. I'm still trying to learn to differentiate between. Oh yeah. Rye. I mean, I, I can tell the difference when I taste them, but if, yeah. you, if, you, if I had to bl- if I had to do a blind taste test, I wouldn't go. Oh, that's a rye. 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 You don't get the kind of burny, peppery bourbon burn to it, <laughs> which I kind of like. That's... Right. So be like Knob Creek. I always point to is pretty. It's kind of burny feeling back end. You get that from the oak barrels aging it in the oak or rye. Because that's our strain of hands. It's essentially rye, but it's aged in oak barrels. So it feels like bourbon. I am still new to bourbons. I didn't discover them until five years ago, driving yeah. through the bourbon trail in Kentucky. And went to Willet. And that's the first time I had bourbon that I appreciated and understood it. You kind of have to. And, like, I always liked it. But it, you kind of have to visit a distillery to see how it's made to really... Not that you can't appreciate it without going to it. But it kind of helps aid the experience of drinking bourbon. I really sound like a white guy right now. <laughs> but do you, wouldn't you say... I mean, it seems to me that bourbon and liquor in general, kind of these craft liquors, I guess we'll call them. They're not like craft, but they're... I mean, you're not drinking Jim Beam. I would say that they're kind of on the rise right now. Yes. Because I feel they're, they're, almost... They're, they're, they're very popular. Yeah. I feel almost like craft beer has tapped the market out. And we're now moving on and to... And now some... we're moving on to liquors. Yeah. Because even like the gin game has stepped up recently. We're like, local gins, which you wouldn't have gotten that before. It's kind of hot in here. Maybe it's the bourbon. Or it is rye. warming us up. The rye that we're drinking. Bourbon's also 51% corn, whereas rye is 51% rye. So there you go. So this isn't really a bourbon. Anyway, this, is this a, isn't a bourbon podcast. <laughs> it's a rye. It would be nice sometimes for sometime for you and I to choose a movie and sit down with bourbon and watch the movie. Oh, so we're pairing movies yeah, with we'll bourbon? Yeah, we'll pair movies with bourbon and see which ones work better. If we have to do that, we will make that sacrifice. I watched Fantasia on gin. That was a weird experience. As you know, I'm not a big gin fan. <laughs> nah, so. I like gin. It was an acquired taste. Gin. I don't, I don't want to acquire I'm that. old now. My old taste bud said, you like gin now. I said, yes, I do. Pine needles. I'm not yeah, if you want to drink pine salt, just drink pine salt. <laughs> That's a different experience, too. That is very different. Fight club on pine salt. You jinxed me. I forgot to tell you. Uh-oh. You jinxed me. Uh, so I was extolling the virtues of Amazon the other day to you, where I was like, ha I ordered deliverance. It's going to be here tomorrow. I still do not have it. It's Uh-oh. been a week and a half. Speaking of deliverance, that is, that is our movie in two weeks on Saturday, May 4th at the Mayflower in Troy, Ohio. We'll be showing Deliverance on the big screen. Yes. And you've not seen have, it in a long time. It was a long time. And again, I think it was like on AMC. So there was a lot of stuff cut out of it. It turned into kind of like the River Wild. Do you remember that movie? Yes. Yeah. That's what it, that's what it seemed like to me because it cut out things like Man Rape. And we will get into that in section two. We, we recorded a section on deliverance uh, last week. Yeah. And it didn't fit in that episode, but it will fit into this one. So we'll be dropping in our discussion on deliverance and is deliverance a horror movie. 
Or I just want to just want to pause here and I'll make us a, uh, a marker and we'll drop it in here. Where do you want to fit it in? We can drop it in here. We'll drop it in here. I don't know. And then we'll be back with section two. One of the books I was reading on horror movies was referencing Deliverance. Not that it's specifically the genre of horror. She maintains that it's essentially a rape revenge movie, just like I Spit on Your Grave, but it's males. If you reverse genders, it would be a horror movie. Because it does have those elements. Yeah. Of a, of a horror movie? Yeah. yeah. They label it more as like action-y. Yeah, because it's guys out in the woods. Yeah, it's guys out <laughs> in the woods. But but for men, it's kind of horrifying. <laughs> I mean, for women too, I could see. Yeah. That's why, because she was comparing it to I Spit on Your Grave, where the question when I Spit on Your Grave came out was how were men receiving that? And a lot of the f- feminists at the time were saying that men were enjoying the movie experience, watching a woman get raped. But then this author was like, I was sitting in a room full of men and they were not comfortable watching. So the idea was like, who are they um, empathizing with, identifying with? But as men, you can identify, you don't want to be raped either. As, as, as we see in Deliverance. And which, yeah, that's how she makes Deliverance. And that came out in... She pairs it with that. 72. 72. That's early. When did... When did uh... I spit in your grave. 76. Five seventy seven. Oh, is that is that old? Yeah, it was Grindhouse. Spit on your grave. Seventy eight. It's a rape and revenge exploitation horror film. But they don't use those titles in the. No, that's what horror. we call it now. Oh, yeah, but oh god, they're releasing a sequel to it with the same actress called "I Spit on Your Grave." Deja Vu, which is going to be released this year. But it also has I forgot. It's she's a. She's a writer in Manhattan, and she comes to the forest, which it's sim- I guess it's similar to Deliverance, where they leave the city, and they come to the woods. Which the horror element is the backwoods characters, the other, the rural other, which is the same as like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and there's the Hills Have Eyes. Well, you have, to, you have to take people out of their element and into an element where. But I'm saying like the monster is in in this type of genre, it's the hillbillies or the right. yeah. And we're back from dropping in our discussion on Deliverance. Deliverance. Um, Tim just pitched a movie to me, and it's called Whisper on Your Grave. What is <laughs> What I is this movie I, about, Tim? It's a um, horror movie <laughs> where the person who died, yes, their Veronica. boyfriend slash girlfriend, yes, goes to the gravesite every night and whispers what's been going on. Oh, in the world. In the world. But they're also a murderer. Yes. They murder... They murder turtles. No, they murder um, the teachers at the school that are mean to them. Ooh. And bullies. Yeah. Because that way we don't know whether we're supposed to cheer for them or dislike right. them. And what's going to be awesome about this movie is you're going to know who's killing all the people the whole time. So the audience is going to be really confused. And the twist gonna, is there is no twist. There is no twist. <laughs> <laughs> it's just this person whispering at the grave and murdering some bullies. The end. How's it end? It ends. Well, you got to have that weird last 20 minute action scene that horror movies do. The action sequence. So the character, the protagonist is murdering all these people and you're watching her murder these people or he or her or whatever. And then the principal who is mean to them attacks her and tackles her. And then on the grave. So, yeah. On the, yeah, it ends up back at the, and then he thinks that we're going to, we're going to play in that old, the old ghost story where his jacket gets caught. 
because she drops the knife and the knife sticks to his coat and he has a heart attack because he thinks it's the dead reaching up and grabbing yeah the end the end and people go that was a ball of crap and then what 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 is our special cutscene after the oh yeah after um there's this weird sequence where the cops show up and the dead guy is laying on the grave and they said oh the one cop is like oh it looks like he died of fright and the other guy's huh and then at the end an actual hand reaches out of the grave and then it's really confusing where people are like wait now it's zombies (laughs) because there will be a sequel i whispered at your grave that's the second one. And that's and, actually and, zombies. And, and the prequel is Whisper from the Grave. <laughs> Which the prequel is literally the story you already knew happened in the first one. You just watch it. Yes. You're like, oh, yeah, I know all this stuff. That's great. <laughs> Blumhouse will pick it up. There you go. And then, Whispering. And then a, a two-hour movie of just staring at the top of a coffin. Yeah. And you hear whispers, and it's Whisper in the Grave. Whisper in the Grave. And that's at the point where we realize... We're making lots of money. We're making lots of money and that the title has been tapped out, so we'll sell it for more money. Right. Yep. Somebody will buy the Somebody, somebody will buy it because it's so property. successful. Because people are like, it literally is just watching people kill people. I know who the killer is. Subverting and, genre expectations. And then it'll be uh, a maze at one of the merry, many... Halloween Horror Nights. Halloween Horror Nights. And or well, we franchise it to haunted houses across the country. Yeah, and so what's going to be great... I got it already. What's going to be great about the Halloween Horror Nights experience is we're going to market it. It's going to be literally one of the least favorite houses. <laughs> but we're going to act like it is one of the best houses. It's announced like, coming this year. I whisper on your wait. Whisper on your grave. I whisper on your grave. People are like, and it's a it's a, it's a maybe two minute. Yeah, it's, you walk in. It's, it's a, a cemetery. cemetery. You walk up and you whisper to it and you walk yeah, out. And there's a someone and, jumps out with a yeah. knife. People are like, I don't. I didn't like that one. But I'm gonna go stand in line for it again because well, all the other lines are so long. So imagine the tension that we built when you walk into the cemetery. You told to walk up and whisper to this grave. Yeah, and you walk out. And you're waiting for something to happen, and nothing ever happens. You think your coat's going to get tugged. You, or, or somebody's going to jump out and scare you. Yeah. No, we subverted. Lights. We subverted yep. it. There you go. We're just about subversion. That's exactly. Mm-hmm. I like it. We need more bourbon. We need... <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, what else do we have coming up that's good, Tim? Vacation. Chevy Chase. Vacation. Vacation's good. I believe you've only seen Vacation there's... on TV because there's nudity in it, and you didn't know that. Oh, I knew that. I saw Vacation in the theaters when it oh. came out. And I have the Blu-ray DVD. Is that your so- favorite vacation? Yes. I think it is. I think it's the best one, but I think Christmas Vacation is... Christmas nos- Vacation it's is It's nostalgia-y, though. But I don't, I don't think it's as funny as Vacation. The first one is just so random and yeah. so very National Lampoon. Yeah, yeah. But I do like... Christmas Vacation is a little... Did you like Vegas Vacation? Yes, because it was so bad. It was bad. Because it was, it, That's one of those movies. That was, you that always was, ask that was, me. That, that was the Whisper in the Grave one. Was, yes. They, they, they've gone so far with it, they could think of nothing <laughs> else to do. Whisper. So we're just going to sit around in Vegas, and we're going to spend three months in Vegas filming this movie that makes absolutely no sense. And the the kids are somehow didn't age, really. They did a little, but not as much as Clark. And But that's the joke at this point, I guess, where they keep switching who's the older one and who's the younger one. I don't know. And the, and the actors and actresses. And the actors the are different. Always different. Yeah. yeah. That's one of those movies when you asked me in a previous episode, you probably liked movies earlier that now you don't like. That's one of them. Because I think I used to like that when I was younger, like a teenager. The Vegas Vacation? Yeah, now I'm like, well, that's a bad that's a bad one. <laughs> what about the remake that came out a couple I years ago? I didn't watch that. I, at that point, I was really tapped out of it. That one, 
I saw and just shook my head. I felt it was Ed Helms being Ed Helms from due day or not due day, the hangover, but it's not the hangover. It didn't it didn't feel lampoony at all. No. It didn't feel It was a basic um subversive. It no. was just them You knew what you were getting. Yeah. You knew what you were getting. It, it was National Lampoon's R V. Yeah. The Robin Williams. Oh Star God, Star. yeah, with uh Robin Williams. Jojo. Yes. Was that her name? Oh, it was yeah. just National Lampoon telling RV. At story. least RV wasn't marketed as something more than it was. RV was literally just like a family movie. It's like Ice Cubes. Are we there yet? I don't think they're marketed as this is going to be some kind of genre-breaking comedy movie. Nuts. That brings me up to my new category <laughs> of movies. I thought. I came up with something unique, but I did a quick Google, and obviously I am not unique. People have thought of this already. Oh, no. And when you hear the word for it, you're going to go, yes, Tim, why did you think you were the oh, first crap. person to come up with this? Okay. Comfort movies. Oh, I haven't actually heard that term. I know comfort food. Right. That's so where you it, got it, the idea. It came idea. from comfort food. There's times where you've had a rough day, a rough week, and you just want to come home and eat a bowl of macaroni and cheese and put on a movie that you've seen a bazillion times, you still enjoy, that you can end up doing things like, oh, I need to go do laundry and while the movie's on and not feel like you're missing anything. Because the only other... Are there days when you just want to sit down... It's either do that or like... And just put a movie on. Sit in your car and cry or something? No, it's not oh. bad. Yeah, I'm going to ask what type of comfort you're... Are you in like a... I made a list. Oh, okay. Of ones I could think up. Because it happened to me on Friday. You're just feeling poopy? I was just having a rough week. I didn't want to be an adult. <laughs> I was tired of adulting and teaching and being responsible. Yep. I was like, I just want to sit down, drink a beer, and watch a movie that I'm just going to enjoy. Yes. And that movie was Empire Records. Oh, yeah, you did rewatch that because you were sending me quotes and I yes. thought... Tim has snapped... Folks, it was that's a what I thought. Movie. I was like, it's out of nowhere. I don't know what he's talking about. Because I just, I just wanted because it's an enjoyable movie. I that's like one of those it. movies I've never watched, and I don't ever. It's just one, have the desire to. So my list continues. Okay, Avatar. Ugh. If what does that come for you with? I'll put it on because visually is very beautiful. The story is pretty thin, but I can have it in the background while I'm working and look up and go, oh, pretty. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't have to pay attention to it. Oh, no. All right, moving on. Tremors. Oh, yeah, Tremors is that. You, What's weird about it? Tremors is I, I've seen the whole movie, I think. But not at one but time. But not at one time. I always see the part where they're standing on the roof, and Reba McIntyre has the gun, and Kevin Bacon has to run, or the woman has to run, and she gets caught on the barbed wire, and it rips her pants off. That's the only part. And then I see, like, from there on, but, the, like, how they got to that point, I can't remember. Does it matter? Is that the whole movie? Like them on the roof in the car? Actually, a pretty good horror thriller movie. If you sat down and watched it, and you and you took your um, teacher lens off and just said, <laughs> said, I'm just going to sit and watch a So what happens movie. before that? Like, how do they get stuck on the roof? It starts eating the house? It, it starts eating other people in yeah. the valley. Yeah. And they start discovering there's this thing. Yeah. And so you get the mystery at the beginning. Yeah. So it chases them up on the roof because they're trying to get away from it. Uh, so Kevin Bacon is trying to discover it? Or what's he doing? He discovers it. Him and his buddy... Yeah, they're like driving. Who's his buddy in that movie? I forget the actor's name. They're out driving around, and the lady is some scientist out doing... The girl that gets her pants ripped off? Yeah, She's out doing seismic studies, and they're able to track them Because earthquakes. Tremors. Yes. Tremors. Yeah. That's because these aliens are tunneling underground at very high speed chasing vibrations. Mm, I remember the sound sound part. Because he starts throwing dynamite. But that's all that like that later half, so I don't know. Maybe they only show the later half on TV. Maybe. 
<laughs> that's around USA beginning-ish USA Network. But that's another one. I'll, if it's on TV, if I'm channel surfing and I can't find, I'm just like surfing for something mindless. Yeah, Tremors because I I enjoy it. Actually, because it's there's, there's some silliness in it. It's Amanda cute. was watching the, the the other morning. I woke up and I walked out to the living room and to get coffee, obviously, and. She said, "Don't judge me," because of what was on the TV, and it was the it was the Mummy with uh, Brendan Fraser. That's one of those. Yes. Then I sat down and mindlessly stared at the screen. I was like, "This is an all right movie." And you watched the whole movie. Didn't it's you? not really an all right movie. When you start to nitpick it, you're like, "This it's." But but I don't think it was supposed to be serious. I don't think it's supposed to be serious. Right. And this one of the ones you have to turn your sensor editor. Your judge, your judgment hat off, and just like I'm just gonna sit here and watch a comfort movie. Yeah, Zombieland. Yeah, but that's like a comedy. But still, I can you can walk out of the room for a few minutes to come back and not feel like you missed anything <laughs> because you've seen it enough times. Yeah, you have to. Okay, or you yeah. go, oh wait, this this is the Bill Murray scene. As so you'll stick around to watch the Bill Murray scene. <laughs> yeah, well, because it's Bill Murray. Yeah, as Bill Murray. First Bueller's Day Off. I do not like that movie. I do not under. This is. This is always a point of contention with people when I tell them. <laughs> it is one of the most overrated movies because I do not get it. I do not think it's funny. I don't care. Like it, I don't know. What am you've I missing, never Tim? Just, you've never just wanted to take a day off. And no, just, what am I missing? Have you ever just wanted to take a day off yeah, and, do but a, then and go on a, a random adventure? No. That's why you don't appreciate this movie. <laughs> That's why steal a, a car. Uh, like, steal a car. They borrow a car. Yeah, they drive into the pool. And then he sings in the parade. Uh, it's horrible. The principal or whatever is like breaking into his house, and geez, these people are crazy. <laughs> That's why it's a comfort movie. Oh, it's bad. It, yeah, the breaking the fourth and the wall fact that every, gets the, old quick. The, um, the actor who Matthew does Broderick? no, who does um, Cameron Fry. Yeah, I don't know. He was name. thirty when they filmed that movie. Oh, was he really? He was thirty, and Matthew Broderick was in his twenties. Yeah, all, but, they all were not high school students. Matthew Broderick's one of those actors like Michael J. Fox, where they have young faces so they keep casting them as just high schoolers because michael j fox by the time he did back to the future 3 was pushing 30 i think but or back to the future 2 and 3 were and he does at the at the post credit scene he comes out it's like go home it's over see that's I, uh, I that was know. so funny no it's not funny and the soundtrack it's is amazing gimmicky that's not good it is a good. It's not good if you, if you i don't up, like it if you grew up during that time no you're not gonna win me over i don't like it Anyway, it's one of my comfort movies. All right. Nightmare Before Christmas. No, that one. No, that's not a comfort movie. Why not? I mean, I guess. I if, guess. If you oh, so what is your criteria? What is the comfort movie? I'm, I'm still, trying to I'm, figure I'm, it out. I'm still zoning. I'm still trying to. You're still trying to figure it yeah. out. Because like some of yours, I'm, I say, I'm all right. I'm talking out loud it's... with you. And you never appreciate when I talk out loud my ideas because you always poop them. Poop them. <laughs> <laughs> that's a stupid idea. Like, I know, I'm, I'm talking it out loud. No, I'm poopy. But right now I've had a glass of bourbon, so I'm a little more jolly. And your and your bourbon is more empty than my bourbon. Well, yeah. I think I poured poured more from you though. I think you poured more, and you've been talking more. It could be. I've been drinking more. Serenity comfort movie. I don't think I've seen that movie, so I can't comment. And a recent thing of mine is watching Star Trek original series on Netflix. Oh, I love Star Trek original series. Does yeah, but Star Trek original series. Yeah, because I used to turn them on because I have the DVD. I have the whole set on Blu-ray. And uh, I used to turn them on while I was going to sleep. And you could, like, kind of fall asleep. And, oh, you wake up off. and... Pay but then, yeah, some episodes are better than others. So some you'll be really engrossed in. But then others just kind of, oh, they're down on the surface. And that guy died. I was watching it on Friday night because I watched Empire Records and then Tarzan. Which Tarzan? The animated Disney oh, yeah, Tarzan. I don't care for that. 
Then I watched Christopher Robin. How was that? I heard I, that's depressing. I really enjoyed it because I was in a comfort. So now you like depressing movies when you're comfort? No, it's not depressing. There's like war and Christopher Robin. Yeah, wasn't it? Wasn't the whole thing? He goes to war and then like comes back. And he's got like PTSD and he's like, oh, I have to sell these papers at the paper mill and. Not... And then he journeys back to the whimsical <laughs> land of Winnie the Pooh to like recapture his childhood. But no, and... Winnie the Pooh comes after him. Oh, Winnie the Pooh comes back and after makes him realize that family that, is that, important. That, well, and also working nine to five and family right. is important and all it's that. kind of hook, but not right. Peter Pan. And then I watched Star Trek original series. Yeah, and I was watching some of those. Which episode did you watch? I don't remember the titles. It was nah. I don't. You just gotta tell me. What's I don't remember. It was late at night. That oh, it was like eight, nine, and ten. Here, let me look up. <laughs> Look him up on my on my on my view list. Oh, it was early, so it's like season one. Oh, see, yeah, I'm still on season one. Oh, okay. And watching those, I was like, this was really dark. This is really deep for a yeah. TV but then show. yeah, but then at the end of every episode, there's like that instance where Kirk kind of gives the moral of the episode, and they all kind of laugh while they're standing on the bridge, or yeah. they make fun of Spock because he, why, why he is, doesn't know why what's is going bones on. on the bridge at the end of the uh, all the time. Yeah, all the time he's there. <laughs> like, don't you have something to do down in sick? No, he has that weird nurse. They all have, like, those women that follow them around. Remember? Because Kirk has that yeoman. He's always calling her yeoman. And then right. it gives her that. And then in, in Miri, he kind of. He gets rapey in that one. Well, he gets rapey in a couple. But it was back then, so it was okay. Yeah, it was accepted. Viewing activity. I think William Shatner still accepts it, actually. I Viewing watched activity. Shore Leave. Oh, that one's good. Balance of Terror. Oh, that one's good, too. Yeah. That one's classic. Conscious of the King. Yeah, that one is. is that the one where they stage the Shakespeare play and the guy and there's a murder on the Enterprise. Yes. Yeah, I didn't care for that. I one. I think that's the one. It's a Shakespearean actor who Kirk witnessed 20 years ago murdering yeah. a bunch of people. Yeah. And Kirk is the Kirk and one other person on the Enterprise are the only two remaining survivors who have seen. Yeah. The guy and Kirk has to try to figure out if this is the the murderer or not. I like the one where Kirk is standing trial for. Was it murder? Was it? But they have Pike. Pike is back. Christopher Pike's back. But oh, he's Menagerie, never... par- Menagerie Parts 1 and 2. Yeah, that that one's good. That one's dark. That's a dark episode. Because then it goes into the past of how Pike, he goes to that planet where the women hypnotize him, if I remember right. Is that they the same episode? Women. No, they're like the green. Big head alien guys. People. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't hypnotize him. They just get in his mind and make him see what they want him to see. Is that that one? What's the one where he's because Pike's in where he goes to that planet and it's they go to that weird like jamboree type thing and the green woman's dancing around and she like hypnotizes they're like the alien that typical that type of alien race. There's a yeah. trek out there somewhere screaming at the radio. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you're getting it wrong. It's um, not an episode. Yeah, um, they're Klingons. They're not Klingons. I know that, <laughs> but they're like the green women. They're literally green and they hypnotize men. Essentially, they're kind of like sirens. That wasn't. That I, I wasn't. Was that a menagerie? I don't know if it's that one, but Pike's in that one. Was it the original? Like it the, might have the, been the those pilot. pilot. Those original was it pilot. The pilot. Yeah, they needed to use it. Yeah, because then he comes back in the menagerie, but he's yeah crazy and well, he's he's um in yeah, a wheelchair. He's catatonic. He can't talk. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. I like Balance of Terror. That one's really good. Yeah. That's that one shows the very standoffish, like how Kirk essentially is a chess player. Whereas in the J.J. Abrams rendition of Captain Kirk, he's more just kind of like a han solo type character where he's just reckless which never made sense once i started watching the original series again as an adult i was like kirk is very methodical he like still you, he still was a bit of a cowboy kind of but then he had like the whole point was bones was kind of his rat like radical side and then spock was there to give him the logic that's the whole point of it so he's both parts of that 
But then at the end, he always all, I was planning this and this and that. Yeah, he still does the double-fisted punch to people and, <laughs> and fly, flying, flying foot kick or whatever <laughs> that thing is. But it's not like Abrams is where it feels like Kirk is literally just making things up as he goes along. He's, he's, That's like Indiana he, he, Jones. He's Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah, mixed with young Indiana Jones or something, yeah. which isn't the Kirk character. I also didn't like whiny Spock. So, Because who's the actor that does the new Kirk? Is that Chris Pine? Yeah. <clears throat> or Pike? Pine. Pine? Yeah. I think he does a great version of Kirk without being... He's a 21st century Kirk. Yeah, without without is. being a clone of... Yeah, Shatner's but he doesn't Kirk. even act like William Shatner at all. Which I kind of like. But it doesn't make sense in the grand scheme of the other characters are acting like... Like well, the, Bones but, is almost Bones the, Bones, is bones is Bones is Bones is Bones. But the new Spock is... He's just... He's he, Spock, he but he's whiny. Well, but he has motions and he's dating Uhura. Yeah, but that's... Which they, that never was something we uh, saw. Yeah, I don't know why that is even necessary. That's just something they're like, this is different. J.J. Abramson, they're going, how could I be like Steven Spielberg? <laughs> He's really been rubbing me wrong recently. I've noticed that. <laughs> you, you, you keep bringing him up as, 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 Spielberg, as Spielberg light. <laughs> I know. Abrams has been on my radar for some reason. I think it's because the new Star Wars is coming out, so I'm being more critical. You have, what, eight months to get warmed up and get all agitated? I know. That's going to be really bad. By the time December rolls around, you're going to be spitting froth. <laughs> I'm going to spit the froth in a glass and then paint a picture of J.J. Abrams. <laughs> and add lens flare. And add a lens flare. Several lens flares. Yes. Actually, he had to, I guess, <clears throat> I read some article a couple of years ago where he actually dialed back the lens flares because people were starting to make fun of it. Because it was, it, it was no longer It was longer a parody. Yeah, yeah, he was parodying it. Cause I think at one point in time he did he put a bunch in just, just to say, you want lens flare? I'll give you lens I flare. I think it was that second Star Trek because there's a lot of lens flare in that movie. I think but he, then Star I think Wars, he, he dialed top, it back. Just, just to say, if you, if, you, if you commented before, let me show you what I can do. Uh, yeah, I mean, whatever. But uh, Michael Bay used to do lens flare crazy too. Like uh, Transformers has... Lens flare. Everywhere. I don't think I've seen a Transformers movie since the first one. Yeah, but that's got lens flare all over. Right, but that, it was so long ago, and I, I was like, "This is is this over yet?" And I think the first Transformers was before he embraced the whole blue orange coloring scheme, where all of his <laughs> movies are just blue and orange. Because then later Transformers, every scene was either blue or orange or both, and he did that in that Benghazi movie, which wasn't good. Which goes up to something we were talking about before is directors and producers that we tend to follow or pay attention to. Oh, yeah. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I, I, I don't do name recognition. So, like, when you're talking about Midsummer and it flashed up, Ari directed Aster. by, yeah, I was like, I don't know who that yeah, is. Yeah, but he's relatively new. And then when you ask Greg the question of who would he want to act with, and he immediately said Fincher. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I, but you know David Fincher. I didn't. I don't, I don't know the name. But I looked up his list, like, oh, I've seen the movies, but I didn't... I didn't. You didn't know Fincher, though? I didn't know He's him. one of the biggies. I know, but I, I don't pay attention to those things. It's not, though, recently... Well, I don't know. Because back in the day... That's not even true, either. I'm thinking things through. That's why it's all muddled right now. <laughs> but I was going to say, like, the whole idea of films being... And this goes into, like, the auteur theory. A product of a specific director... That's where you get this. It's an Alfred Hitchcock film, or it's a Quentin Tarantino. Well, their, their, name, was, is, their name is above yeah, the title. Yeah, and I was going to argue that it's kind of gone away, but I don't think it has. I think it's just morphed, because we still have Nolan fans, or like fanboys. Nolan, Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. Spielberg gets his Tarantino name. Tarantino is Tarantino probably the... Tarantino gets his name over yeah. the title. 
And people still, they will go see a Tarantino movie because they're like, it's a Tarantino movie. It has nothing to do with what it's about. Or I mean, he's done, I guess, westerns and I guess samurai movies. No, kung fu movies. We I'm might not have talked about this. Do you buy his, the theory that all of his movies are in the same universe? I think he has retroactively done it. I don't think it originally. It wasn't intentional. No, ahead. I don't think intentionally he did it. I think people started pointing it out and he embraced it. And so now that's what he's doing. Or at least I'm add, sure that, that adding some happen. Easter eggs so you can find yeah. this little nugget of... Because that happens, but I don't think he. I think I don't think he intentionally started it saying this is all the same universe. Because that wasn't really even a thing in the '90s. Like this whole all being in the same universe is that's recent. Last night after screening Beauty and the Beast, I was talking to one of our visitors or guests about Disney movies and Disney animated movies, and he was talking about there's a theory online that all the Disney animated movie movies are in the same universe. <laughs> How? Oh, is it, there's that one that's like um, like in Little Mermaid, the ship that crashes is the ship of the parents from Frozen. I thought that was Tarzan. I saw one where the parents from Tarzan were the parents from Frozen. Oh, I haven't heard that one. Yeah, but my my response was maybe, but they've been making the movies since 1937, yeah, and no. I don't think it's been this this deep dark dark secret for the last 38 movies. No. That Disney's kept a secret that no, and all as of their you movies and, are in the same universe. As you and I explored in the Disney series, they've the Disney films have evolved throughout time um, to match kind of audience expectations. So it's not like they started out going Fantasia is going to be in the same realm as Little Mermaid that we're now playing, and like they that that's not a thing. Because, I, like, my I sister agree. brought up to me... Sleeping. But it's interesting that people were trying to find these connections. Well, yeah, it's people it. trying to find connections post. I mean, that's just human beings where we're trying to make connections yes. and symbolically connect things. It's interesting that they are finding them, though. Yeah, but you can find... I mean, if you're looking for something, generally you can find it if you try hard enough. That's the problem with the internet. And that's the problem with... For instance, um, that really awful documentary, Room 237, um, about all of the clues that Kubrick left in The Shining about... And it's stuff that's like, yeah, if you sit and look for it and you stretch really hard, you're like, oh, yeah, I guess Room 237, you can make the name Moon Room. Like, Yeah, if you're looking for it, come on. If you're looking for it and it's there... Then do they put it there on purpose, or is it subconsciously no. of the things in there, or is it just there's vague enough that you can say, "Oh, look, he has bologna sandwich." In no, because movie. okay, so it's like the Illuminati stuff. So we've built up this idea about Illuminati conspiracy theories, but now it's if you get online, it's so deep that people just point, "Oh, that's Illuminati, that's Illuminati," because they've they've already got pre-existing conditions of what Illuminati is and without then, any. Actual, they find a way to fit it in, right? Without actually details, so it's. Then you can watch a music video by, I don't know, uh, Ariana Grande and go, look, Illuminati, Illuminati images because cats and the Illuminati are actually representative of sex panthers and she's dressed like a cat. So there's the Illuminati. So it's like they build up this stuff that then you're looking for and you go, oh, yeah, it is there. You're right. But isn't she part of the Illuminati? Yes. She's a sex, she's a sex kitten. <laughs> she's brainwashed. Or are they just supporting her? God <laughs> I'm just telling you. <laughs> so they like mirrors, and yeah, they'll put that stuff in there where it's their split identities because Illuminati, MK Ultra suspects, they have split personalities that after so many years of being abused by the Illuminati will come out. And so that's why Katy Perry's music video has her with talking to herself in the mirror that's a split personality, Illuminati. And you're not buying it? No. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> no, but no. 
Is it because you know too much? Yeah, I can't tell you right now. Okay. <clears throat> so now when people come to Persinia events, they're going to look for Illuminati images. But then, because I've said it, wouldn't I then just put Illuminati images just to get you? To give them the reward of finding it? Yeah. But then secretly kill them because they can't know the secrets. Whisper on your grave. Also, think about it. We record this right next to the Masonic Temple. The, the Masons, not technically Illuminati, but are a secret different sect. Don't they know the secrets of like the Ark of the Covenant or something like that? Supposedly. Yeah, see? But I don't. I think I thought this was a decommissioned temple. I'm just the, saying we're right next to it. Right. But I, I, don't think it's one, I don't think it's an active temple. It used to be. The portal was closed. I don't know. I, 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 <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, just, of course you don't know, Tim. You live like, right next wait, to why, it. Why is our podcast all static at this point yeah. in time? <laughs> Where were we? Oh yeah, Disney stuff. Yeah, yeah so Disney. Disney, all same universe. Illuminati. Because you yeah. went to you went. Okay, I went Disney from, went to the. This is true though. The Bohemian Grove meetings. He used to go to that stuff. What's the Bohemian Grove? The Bohemian Grove was. I think it started in like the late 1860s. Um, but it was he a group wasn't of born then. No, you, well, he didn't go to the original. <laughs> but it was a group of actors in San Francisco that would go out into the forest. And it was all men, and they'd walk around naked, and they'd do like these weird rituals to like release their inner acting, whatever. But then later on, it became Sounds like, like a gap expressionless. Yeah, later on it became like a gathering place for important people. So Ronald Reagan used to go. There are pictures of Ronald Reagan going, and Walt Disney used to go. And it, so it was this meeting of these kind of important cultural figures, societal dignitaries, whatever, which then gets everyone's conspiracy minds going where they're like, oh, they're New World Order. and they're. Yeah. What's the annual meeting in Switzerland that all the power brokers go to? Bilderberg. Is that the one? Yeah, it's Bilderberg. But they do these but meetings. That, but that was in public. Kind of. They still don't like what the they press acknowledge. They stuff. acknowledge it, and everyone knows when it is and where it is. Yeah. Well, Bohemian Grove, you know where it is too. You, but you they, were people in. weren't allowed in. They'd block it off. It's back in like this forest. They had like this giant. So some of their imagery they used in the forest was owls, owl imagery. And so there's been people that's pointed out in Snow White all the different owls that Walt Disney placed because of the Bohemian Society or whatever. <laughs> yeah, look it up. I, I will make a note of that one. Somehow we've became coast to coast. <laughs> <laughs> so Bigfoot, what do you think about that? Does he wear socks? I was talking to, a, I think, a student about Bigfoot, and he had a theory about Bigfoot. That he is an... an Interdimensional traveler. Yeah, or was that, you, was that you talking about it? I mean, I've talked about it. That's how you can't find him. He jumps through dimensions. And that's why you, you can't find any bones? Is because right. Because they take the bones and hide them? Yeah. Well, they don't die here. They go into a different dimension, right. so you're not going to find bones. And that's why they're, they, they're in different cultures around the globe, because cause you have the Yeti. Yeah, they go through these different portals. I don't know. That was on Coast to Coast. See, we're back to Coast to Coast. <laughs> I've never listened he, to Coast to Coast. He had some guy on there, and the guy was very adamant that Bigfoot, he found evidence. I don't know how, because he can't find evidence of Bigfoot, but he found evidence where Bigfoot is an interdimensional traveler. And he's he's friendly, obviously. They didn't show up and kill people that we know he hasn't of. killed everyone yet although there's that story of that guy that got ripped out of his sleeping bag by bigfoot and raped in the cave by bigfoot i have not heard of that. oh one. yeah you should look that one up that one's good <laughs> he supposedly was sexually abused by bigfoot for like weeks on end you think they do a rape <laughs> kit on him and find and like get like hair samples or other fluid samples from know. him maybe he watched deliverance and then he had this weird hallucination yeah and then he chased him down with a bow and arrow and shot at bigfoot but he jumped through a portal Ooh. Harry and the Hendersons, remember that movie? Yeah. Where John Lithgow. 
Yes. Who is six foot four, apparently. Is he really? Yeah. I remember... Because I, I was watching another movie recently that he was in. And I was like, Cliffhanger. Oh. No, I did not see that one. He was the bad guy in that. I remember that. What is I was like, how tall movie. is he? So I, I, I interneted him, and he was six foot four. Wow. Third Rock six foot four. Oh, tall, right. Which is tall for actors, because most actors are not... Tom Cruise is tall. No, is he's he? not. No, he's <laughs> like five foot four or something he's like not, that. I think he's five eight. See, and now we're talking about Tom Cruise, Scientology. Look at all the connections. <laughs> we're, this podcast got into the land of the weird. <laughs> Do we need to start watching an episode of what's that? Ancient Aliens? Yeah, Ancient Aliens. <laughs> because Aliens. It's still wrapped in plastic. Because Dang it, Tim. See, is that? Okay, so. That's not com- That's not a comfort movie. We're rewinding. That's not comfort? No. Because well, you got you to sit and think about it? Yes, yeah, so you have to pay attention. I don't know if you'd have to pay attention. I'm guessing you could turn Ancient Aliens on right now, and it'd be like, episode five and i look up and go oh yeah the aztecs were aliens too or they knew aliens but that's the title of the episode so you don't have to try to guess yeah but the evidence is sketchy to say the least so what is your so what's the difference between here we go we're gonna get we're gonna get down to the nitty-gritty tim teacher me what's the difference between a popcorn grinder and a comfort movie oh they're very different Because Can not- they be the same, though? Can it be like, all popcorn grinders are comfort movies, but not all comfort movies are popcorn grinders? No, I, I, I think the the intersection of the Venn diagram of comfort and popcorn grinders is relatively small. Because we noticed put this up there on the no, website. We make one. There like are no grid. Marvel movies on my comfort movie list. But can they be comfort movies? For some people, yes. Hmm. I need a definitive answer here. It... There are because I need to know if I'm watching a comfort movie. Or I, I can't. I can't go and and unequivocally state this is a comfort. What movie. did the website say? I'm gonna look up Wikipedia comfort movies. So here's here's it is, oh you have a list. I have a list. <laughs> IndieWire, David Ehrlich. All right. Interviewed a bunch of movie reviewers. Okay. And asked them their comfort movies. All right. So one person said 13 going on 30 is their comfort movie. Oh God. There is. There's like 15 pages of this. That's the. I forget how many people he interviewed. 50 film critics. Oh my god! I won't go through all of them. No, don't do. That. But there's <clears throat> about time shows up. Babe. The pig. Yeah, I'm picking random ones. Bridget Jones's Diary. Casablanca. Wait, wait, Casablanca. Clerks Two. Duck Soup. So here's here's the article. Let me see. You this. can start reading what. I'm. So all the different film critics have different analogies of why a movie is a comfort movie, which leads me to believe you can't say, here is a list of comfort movies because everyone has their own things they move to for comfort. Yeah, because some of these are like, this person sent in Bright Wall, Dark Room. What is that? I don't know. Then they're talking about uh, Emily. Is that a comfort movie? I thought that was like an art for film. For them. I thought that was an art film, though. So so this is all like subjective, like what makes you feel warm and tingly? Yes. That's, that's, that's <clears throat> it. You can't make it. So Back it to the Future. Would you, is Back to the Future a comfort movie Bend for it you? like Beckham. Is Back to the Future one of your comfort movies? If you're channel surfing, you get a couple hours sitting around with nothing to do. I don't have a couple hours sitting around with nothing to do, Tim. You watched, uh, what was the one that Amanda made you Made you sit down and not judge. I didn't watch all of it. I, just, I was just drinking, I was drinking coffee doing it. That's a that's, yeah. Duck Soup. That one's kind of Fletch. <laughs> Fletch is a good movie. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I wonder where you got that idea. Goodwill Hunting. That's not a comfort movie. If everyone everyone goes to different movies for different reasons. For <laughs> Grand their Budapest Hotel. 
Yeah, but what's your definition? Like, I feel like this is. I this gave is you my definition. Kind of, this is loosey goosey. I've, I've had a week of, of adulting, and I'm tired of being an adult. I just want to sit down and watch something that I can enjoy without overthinking. Back to the. This is a quote from somebody. Back to the Future is my all time favorite movie. I have watched it recently. Love the movie. Also watched Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Fletch. They are also very good movies. Thanks for the list, and I will try remaining suggestions. Oh, that was a comment. I know. To the article, yeah. I don't know. So I don't I'm, buy sorry, it. I'm sorry I can't give you a, I don't buy a it. answer. I don't buy it. I buy Popcorn Grinder. So, on top of Popcorn Grinder, I've now added Cotton Candy Movies. <laughs> what is that? You watch it at a carnival? No. I'm giving the Unicorn Store a Cotton Candy. I thought you skip. didn't like it. I did like it. Oh. In certain ways. Oh. It was a cotton candy movie. It was sweet and fluffy and airy, and you walk out going, oh, I feel no, sticky. Oh, I'm so confused now. Let's see. So let's trace this. Can a cotton candy movie... So I'm getting that a cotton <laughs> candy movie can be a comfort movie, but a cotton candy movie cannot be a popcorn grinder. I think that's a fair assessment of my random scale that I'm making up as I go along. Right. Therefore, a popcorn grinder cannot be a cotton candy movie, but it can be a comfort movie. Did that one again? A popcorn grinder. <laughs> We've turned into like the SATs or something. <laughs> a popcorn grinder cannot be a cotton candy movie, but it can be a comfort movie. Yes. Because a cotton candy movie cannot be a popcorn grinder, but it can be... A comfort movie. So therefore, a comfort movie can also be a popcorn grinder and a cotton candy movie. The comfort movie can be all three. Yes. So I'm drawing a Venn diagram. Or the popcorn grinder, right? Which we we may include on our documentation. (laughs) Put on the website. Put on the website. (laughs) So we're going to put comfort movie. Just follow me here. Comfort movie. Okay, so So comfort movie is, is, is the big circle. Yeah, we're going to do an equation, though. Write it as an equation. Ready? No, it's a Venn diagram. Everything. No, you got to do an equation. No, it's a Venn diagram. Because it's math and math. Venn diagrams are math. I'm going to show you this. I need a paper. We have comfort movie, we have popcorn grinders, and we have cotton candy. All right, you do that, and I'll write... A popcorn grinder can't be a cotton candy movie, (laughs) but a popcorn movie... yes. A popcorn grinder and cotton candy movie can be comfort movies, but... You can be a comfort movie without being a popcorn grinder or a cotton candy movie. Cotton candy? I'm t- hold on, I'm writing my equation. So, a popcorn grinder. Everyone understands Venn diagrams. <laughs> it's a picture. A popcorn. That's everything I just said, though. You just repeated everything I yes. said to you. Yeah. All right, so let's let's we, run we, through we, this. We, All right, so we now we're going to do theoretical sets, subset sub, sets and subset theories in math. We could get into all that. Right, so now we're going to do a theoretical. We're going to do a movie here. Give me a movie. And I'm going to place it. All right. And I'm thinking of Tim Burton's Batman. Tim Burton's Batman. <clears throat> I will say Tim Burton's Batman is a popcorn grinder. And but it is not a cotton candy oh, movie. Oh, it's definitely not a cotton candy movie. But it can be a comfort movie. Yes. See? This theory is working so far. Right. This is working. All right. Because that Tim Burton's Batman is a comfort movie. It's not on my right. list. You can watch it. But it's not a, po- it's not a cotton candy movie because no. you don't feel great after it. But you could imagine sitting in the theater watching it and just All right, I'm gonna give, down I'm going to try to do a challenging one. We're going to see if we can do a challenging logic puzzle here. The Notebook. I have not seen The Notebook. I cannot judge that one. So The Notebook, I would not say is a popcorn grinder. No. It's a rom-com. I don't think rom-coms It's fit. not a comedy. 
It's not? No. It's like a tragedy. Same thing. Because <laughs> the masks. Wait. So it's not a... I wouldn't say it's a popcorn grinder. Because it's too... It's, it's about emotions. It would be a comfort movie because you want to eat cookie dough and cry while you watch it. Right. Oh, don't bring in a whole cookie, day, but cookie dough ice it, cream scale. But then is oh, it... But then, then, <laughs> but then is it a cotton candy movie? No. So it is only... So the notebook can only exist as a comfort movie. It is possible for movies to not exist in any of those categories. <laughs> there is this whole other sphere within the Venn diagram universe right. where they're not within... So now we're in like set theory. Sub, subatomic particles or something. Yes. Um, all right. So one but of those I, movies I can ima- would I can, be... I can imagine that some people would include The Notebook as a comfort movie for them. Well, that's what I'm saying. Right. Like if you're just feeling kind of weepy and you just want one of those days to sit in your sweatpants and eat, eat the, cookie dough. Eat cookie dough ice cream. It would be a comfort movie, but it's not a cotton candy movie. No. Because you don't feel good at it. And there aren't many movies that would qualify as cotton candy movies. Eh, I think there's a lot. There's a lot of just stupid feel-goody movies. So here's a... Here's... Okay. Inside Out. Pixar's Inside Out. Isn't that depressing? Not really. Isn't it sad? Isn't that one of the sad Pixar movies? Do a different one. Do a different Pixar movie. And don't do WALL-E or Up. Wait, (laughs) is Up? Okay, so Up... Is a challenging one. Does it not exist in any of them? Because up, is it comforting? Because you sit and ball like a baby. That's but then at the end, you need that though. But then at the end, you kind of feel like it's a cotton candy because it kind of feels good. Popcorn, it's a popcorn grinder. So it's all three. It can't be all three. We no, already, it's not, we it's already not, said it it's not be yet. All three. I, don't, I don't think up exists as a cotton candy movie. But you feel kind of good at the end of it because you've you, cried all of it out, and now at the end you're like, oh, they're friends and the they're having house. ice cream. I don't know, because then the house is sitting on the waterfall thin, and they get that last jab in. I don't think it's cotton candy. No, I don't think it is either. So far, so far our theory is working out. We've changed the universe. <laughs> we figured it out. <laughs> it's, it's, you have single-handedly sat and figured this out somehow, and then we worked it out, and it works. It's like uh, relativity. This is our new theory. This is our, our film theory of relativity. Yes. Einstein was not and we just gotta <clears throat> We just got to put movies in. So now let's say, let's do it a difficult one. Let's do... The Shining. That's not cotton candy. But is it a popcorn grinder? No, I think you get so entranced in that one that you forget You don't the grind the popcorn? Yeah. Could it also be a comfort movie? Do You You would sit down and watch it as a comfort movie. Yes, it makes me feel good. So it's a comfort movie. If, if, if you've had a rough week of teaching and working at the bar, and Amanda said, hey, let's sit down and watch The Shining. But I think The Shining could also exist in neither of those. So now it's like a black Subject hole. Subject, yeah. Eraser head. I feel like all movies could technically be... Comfort movies, could be somebody's depending comfort on movie. how weird you are. Yes. Because there's probably someone sitting around watching Rob Zombie's House of a Thousand Corpses, eating juju, juju fruits, feeling good about themselves. Whereas normal people are like, I don't that's Or they've had a rough week at work and they want to sit at home and just put that on and just blur it and have a good time. These are This is a lens, <laughs> of, a filtering lens that everyone has their own unique ones on. So then you have to start building the three-dimensional Venn diagram of, does your list of comfort movies how does that intersect with somebody else's and does that help decide with your friends or not if you if you have no see we've over- created a whole algorithm for changing people's lives and social talking interactions about, right yes. talking about movies because if you have no inter- if you have no commonality and you have to figure it movies, out right off the bat can you be friends and we'll have that general we'll have an introductory algorithm and then it'll basically translate into our equation and then you say like tim back to the future 2 is it a comfort movie no I would turn that one off. I would say it is because I like watching Back to right. the Future too. But there's nothing really beyond. 
I'm even wondering, do we even have overlap in our comfort? Do we have overlapping? Can, can we be friends? <laughs> can we be friends? And if not, this podcast will be over quickly. This is the last episode like, of, from the proscenium because we can't be friends anymore based on this theory of social interaction based on comfort movies. How did that diagram end up being? Wait, what's the giant circle? This is comfort. So comfort's all of them. Popcorn grinder. Well, no, because there are movies outside that don't fall within. I mean, you have different other genres and other movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember the equation. I was trying to remember the equation. And then what was the... I added... We had cotton candy, popcorn grinder. Oh, cookie dough ice cream. Right, because you could essentially say... I like the first Transformers, which is a comfort movie, and it is a popcorn grinder, but it's not a cotton candy movie. But someone might consider that a cotton candy movie. No, you don't... Because your idea of a cotton unlike- candy movie was like cotton candy you, you is a, feel is, is a good and very, fluffy is a at the very end. small set, right? It's 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 not a. It's like Mrs. Doubtfire. Is that cotton candy? Yeah, but it could also be a comfort movie. Yes, but it can't be a popcorn grinder. That one, no- it's not a popcorn. Me. See, it's not a popcorn grinder. No. What about like Christmas Vacation? That's a cotton candy movie, but it's, I'd also say ooh, that it's, or is that popcorn grinder? No, no, it's, it's cotton candy. Yeah, and it's a comfort movie because yeah. at Christmas you watch it. You say, oh, that's good. Or all Christmas, Christmas story. I said, all Christmas, About all Christmas movies are probably, yeah, or cotton, cotton candy. candy movies. Except maybe Scrooged. Scrooged, yeah. And Bad Santa? Krampus is, isn't. Krampus isn't. No, Krampus is. isn't. Is Bad Santa cotton candy? Um, I don't think I've ever seen that one. Bad Santa. By the title, you would say no. But, but you feel kind of good at the end of it, but it's, yeah, it's kind of cotton candy. But it's also a comfort movie. See? It's working. But yep. it's not a popcorn grinder. So then you say... Fast and Furious 7, Popcorn Grinder, also comfort movie. How is that a comfort movie? <laughs> because some people love sitting and watching Fast right. and Furious. Okay. Because isn't that our, isn't a, that what a comfort, a comfort movie is if you enjoy it and it makes you happy and you don't have to think about it. Yeah, because Kim surprises me when she says that she wanted to go see the Fast and Furious movies. See? Like, really? Because I had no idea she liked the Fast and the Furious movies. Maybe Furious she just likes Vin Diesel. Maybe. Vin Diesel could be a comfort person. Oh, now we start getting into... Now we get into actors who are comfort... So, yeah, you have the Tom Cruises... Is he comfort? <laughs> is he comfort? <laughs> he's, pop- is he, is he, he's popcorn grinder. Is his whole catalog so t- popcorn right. grinder? No, because Tom Cruise can be... <laughs> Tom Cruise is an amoeba where he can be <laughs> a popcorn grinder, like Mission, the Mission Impossible series, which is also comfort, but those movies aren't pop... Those, those movies aren't cotton candy. But does he have a cotton candy movie? But then what about a movie like Interview with the Vampire? Is that a comfort movie? It is for someone, probably. Right. But I think Interview with the Vampire could probably also exist outside of it, where it's uh, just more, a, more art-based. It's just a movie. Yeah. So, yeah, we have to... There's no way of figuring out these things outside of it, because you could do, like, um, just David Lynch in general. But is, some people will find comfort in David Lynch movies. Would be comfort, but then some of them, in general, you would say he's kind of outside the popcorn. He's not a popcorn grinder. He's not. He's definitely not cotton Blue candy. Blue Velvet might be a popcorn grind, popcorn. And grinder. maybe Twin Peaks. I guess. Maybe uh, I don't know. See, that's what I'm saying. There's there's certain things that break our equation. Well, they don't break it. I said that there's there's it, that our equation just doesn't. There there are movies. It's like that a black hole. Yeah, there we are movies. Can't, that our equation doesn't, doesn't work there. The equation doesn't work for every movie because everyone has their own lens and filters. But you can use the equation. Yeah, so you can use the equation, but that doesn't mean that the movies I have in my comfort bubble are in your comfort bubble. No, but the equation will still work. Yes. It'll just be different movies. Until someone contacts us and says, my movie of... Because I'm telling you, like Avengers. Like Avengers. Popcorn grinder, but also a comfort movie. Not cotton candy. 
was I thinking? There was oh, Die Hard. Let's 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 assume Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Ignore, okay. ignore that debate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll put it in the category. That's for our Christmas podcast. <laughs> we'll put that in the category of Christmas movies. Okay. For now, it's a Christmas movie. Does that Batman make, Returns? Does that, does that make it a cotton candy movie? Is that a Christmas no. movie? That well, no, no, no. It's a popcorn grinder. It's a popcorn grinder, and it is a comfort movie. It is not cotton candy. See, it's still working. Try another <laughs> one. Edward Scissorhands, Christmas movie, right? Is it? It takes place during Christmas. Part of it. The... I don't know. Then we we gotta get in a whole new equation for Christmas movies because I'm still debating people on. Because usually when people are like, "It's a Christmas movie," literally it just means Christmas happens. Just because there's a Christmas scene in it does not make right. Because then movie. I say like, "Eyes Wide Shut" takes place during Christmas. Is that a Christmas movie? And they're like, "Oh, I don't know." But we are showing it in December as our Christmas. Well, movie. that's my joke. I know. That's my joke for the public. <laughs> Spoiler alert. As, as, we're, as we're picking movies for the rest of the year, Dustin said, I want Eyes Wide Shut in December. Cause it's it's a Christmas movie. It's the 20th anniversary. Well, July is the 20th anniversary of the movie being released. Because it's the 20th anniversary of Kubrick's death, too. But you you wanted to show that in December because it's yeah. your it's your faux yeah. Christmas movie. Yeah. It's your, your, in honor of Kubrick's death, though, we'll show 2001. You're subverting our expectations of Christmas movies. Yeah, but that's like... We've gotten a little bit overboard with what makes a Christmas movie. I think Christmas Story obviously is a Christmas movie. Christmas Vacation is a Christmas movie. If it has movie. Christmas in the title, does it automatically qualify? I, get, I don't know of Christmas movie that in the title. Is Trading is Places it? a Christmas movie? Because it happens in, it happens a lot during Christmas. No, I don't know about that. Let's say okay, ready? Let's okay. try this one. Extend your brain. The Santa Claus. Where would you Where would you put that Christmas movie? So therefore, as we've said, it generally should fall. It generally cotton- should be cotton candy. It's not popcorn grinder. So then it works. Because then it's also a comfort movie. But it can't be a popcorn grinder. Is Santa Claus 2 a popcorn grinder? Because there's more tension in that one. <laughs> uh, isn't that where Martin Short plays yeah, the... Yeah, no, that's the third one, isn't it? The third it? one. I, the second one's where he has, to get a, he has to get a wife. But anyway, like Christmas movies, I don't, I don't buy the idea of just because it takes place during Christmas, it's a Christmas movie. I think there has to be certain themes that revolve around Christmas that make it a Christmas movie. That's why Eyes Wide Shut is not a Christmas movie, although we're making it one. <laughs> because the only like there's a, there's a few reasons Kubrick used Christmas. Uh, one of them being kind of criticizing or critiquing how capitalism has essentially taken over Christmas and made it just consumerist. Which that doesn't mean it's a Christmas movie. Tim's leaving. Tim, where are you going? More bourbon. <laughs> Do you see what I mean about the Christmas, though? Like, I think a Christmas movie... I guess I'll just go on this Christmas tangent right now. The Christmas movie has to have the spirit of Christmas in it, Tim. It has to make you feel good. It's the pop. It's the cotton candy. I would even argue Krampus is a Christmas movie because the reason Krampus is effective is he is subverting the Christmas holiday and giving it a horror aspect to things that we find joy in Christmas, such as Santa Claus and gift-giving. Christmas movie. So therefore, <laughs> cotton candy? No, it's not. It's not. Is so it- not all, let's just say, for the time being, until we figure more, until we get like a grad assistant in here to do our chalkboard equation, <laughs> Christmas movies do not always fall into cotton candy. Which I think is is a fair summary of what we've been talking. And I wouldn't about. even say they're all. Well, they're always comfort movies. Ooh, because are they? because someone's gonna find comfort in everything, right? Didn't we already decide all movies so, are comfort movies? 
Yes, yeah, I guess it's in, depending in, subjectively in, in, in on some, in someone's universe. Every movie is a comfort movie in someone's in some form in someone's list. Yes. Yeah, right. So yes, it would be a comfort movie. But is it a popcorn grinder? Probably. I think it was billed as like a horror popcorn grinder. There's a whole other discussion. Genre popcorn grinders. Because <laughs> right now we're using popcorn grinders. A lot of them is action movies when yes. we talk about popcorn grinders. But I think there's other popcorn grinders, such as comedy popcorn grinders. I would think the remake of Vacation that we spoke about earlier, would it's billed kind of like a popcorn grinder, where you don't think about it, you just but stare I, but at the I don't, I don't think it, eat popcorn. I don't think it's, it's, it, it succeeded as a popcorn grinder. No, but that's how they tried to bill it as. I don't think it succeeded as a movie. <laughs> is that one that is... Possibly not on anyone's comfort movie list. Is anyone going to sit down and watch someone that? Someone somewhere probably likes it, right? Somewhere. Maybe. Somewhere someone likes it. Does Ed Helms like it? Probably not. Kevin Hart movies. What are those? Popcorn grinders? Popcorn grinder comedies. Jumanji? The Jumanji remake? Didn't see that one. So the Jumanji remake is tapping into nostalgia, for yes. one. And The Rock. Well, The Rock. So The Rock is a comfort actor, but also The Rock is popcorn grinder actor. But is he Cotton Candy actor? Yes. So he's all three. Well, let's go through some of his movies. Are any of his movies in all three? Well, ignoring mm. Comfort, because... What's that family one he did that he was like... Well, that narrows it down. The Pacifier, or is that Vin Diesel? Uh, I don't know. How about... Uh, Tooth Fairy. Tooth Fairy, that's what Tooth I was thinking. Tooth Fairy. It's not Parkland Grinder. It isn't? I don't think so. No. It is, comfort in, it is Comfort in Cotton Candy. Yeah. Has this gone on long enough? <laughs> Have we done this one? I, I, yeah, I think at this point in time, we, we've, 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 we've beat the horse to death. <laughs> the horse is dying. We're and still someone, kicking and it. Someone dead. is yelling at us going, shut up. Shut up. It. <laughs> or they have a movie. They're trying that, to figure that, it out. Or they have a movie that they know fits all three. Somewhere someone's sitting in their house with like this equation drawn on the wall, just staring at it. Like, what is Batman Returns? I'll tell you right now, it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> it's not a Christmas movie. Although I guess it is. I don't know. That's a whole other. But some, someone is in, in sitting in traffic on the way to work right now, trying to, to this. figure out. No, and they have it, and they're yelling at us, going, "It's Star Wars! Star Wars Episode Four is all three. That's what we need. We need to figure out which one is all three. We need that magical movie that breaks our. Because right now our equation's holding up. I hate to tell the audience. It's solid right now. Einstein right now is sitting somewhere like nodding. Yeah, it's pretty solid. He approves. Yeah, he's and then he's thinking. He's like, oh. well, it's, it's a theory at this point in time. It's not he's a like law. My, he's like, I'm trying to think of movies Einstein would have watched. Like Modern Times is you know, it's all three. No, Modern Times is not. It's depressing. Charlie Chaplin. I'm trying to think about that one. It's the famous one where he's working the uh, assembly line. Oh yes, and he can't keep up with it. That's Modern Times. One of the later silent movies, while sound had already taken off which is a weird concept i guess like you could go see a sound movie or you could go watch charlie chaplin in old silent movies <laughs> which is what the artist is about remember he can't he can't transition from silent actor to to uh sound actor vocal actor that's the whole point of the movie what's next we've, we've covered the the, the we need to that needs to go somewhere we need to bring it back up we need to figure it out like i said i'm trying to find i'm now going to spend my days trying to find that magic <laughs> movie that's all three well, the nice thing is you have a class of students who you're doing film theory with. Yeah. Have them do research and come up with some movies. I don't know. Like is... I'm trying... Well, first, the, the thing, I think the, the thing you got to do first is find a popcorn grinder because everything's a comfort movie. So that's the easy way to start. But first you have to find the popcorn grinder because the popcorn grinder is both popcorn and comfort 
But then you have to figure out, is that popcorn grinder cotton candy? Because that cotton candy movie is not going to be a popcorn grinder. And the comfort movie necessarily won't be a popcorn grinder. In order to break the cycle with the all three, you have to find that perfect popcorn grinder. There but, it is. Our quest for the perfect popcorn grinder. But it has then, all three. It's still subjective. I could say it's all of subjective. That pick pick a title up on my wall. So I'm just pick. All one right, hold on. Let me squint. I can't see from here. Just pick one. I mean, I see, but see, some of them I'm already saying that's not going to work. Don't filter. Just throw one at random. Is that Capote? Capote. That's tough. <laughs> that one's not good. Do uh, is that Rocky? No. What is that one? Froggy. What is that? Frozen. F R. Underneath, I eat your skin. Froggy. It looks like R O G G. Nope. To the right. To the right. Down. To the left. To the left. To the left. Down. There's eat your skin. Oh. Next one down. This one. Yeah. Cropsy. Cropsy. I don't even know what that is. Let's do Winnebago Man. I don't know what Winnebago Man is. If you notice, so Wait, I'm, let me see that. <laughs> let me I'm, see Winnebago. I'm pulling Winnebago Man down from my wall. It's still sealed in plastic. I have it not is watched. still sealed. It's got six laurels. Wait. And it's got a quote. It looks like Paul Blart on the front. From Michael Moore. One of the funniest oh, documentaries ever made. Oh, give me this. It, looks, it literally looks like Paul Blart um, standing and... Glaring and then uh, standing next to Winnebago's. We can't use documentaries. Well, you that's the one you picked up. No, I thought that was Froggy. Um, let me stand up and look. And it's funny because on, on the back of the cover of the DVD for Winnebago Man, the exclusive bonus features has a picture of a VHS tape next to it. Yeah, right. So I'm thinking this might have come out at a point in time when people still watch VHS. I. You have the last Jedi up here. Yeah. Um. Ba, 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 ba. Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. Ooh. Okay. The the this is, is that the a pop, that's a popcorn grinder. This, right? this is the original. Is yeah. It pop, yeah. Uh, you can. Uh, yeah. I give that popcorn grinder. I don't know if it's cotton candy. I think it's a little bit deeper than a cotton candy movie. You don't feel good at the end of it. Like yeah, they but, fly the kite. But it's. I still. I still. It's think questionable it's, if it's a popcorn grinder is the problem. I think you you would enjoy eating popcorn. It's not like an action movie where you're like. Shoveling in mindlessly. Uh, yeah, I know. I don't know. I don't. Know. Well, part of it is we need a better working definition of what is a, a cotton, popcorn grinder or, or, or even cotton candy movie. No, I think I get cotton candy movies. I get but where do you from there. But, yes. Okay. It says feel good. Like mm, that was lake warm house. blanket. I don't know. Why'd you throw out lake house? Because I saw that one out. Because you always wince and cringe. Well, I just did. <laughs> Cotton candy movie. We've we've said a couple already. Like you just feel good afterwards. That was is, Ro- is Rocky a cotton candy? movie? No, no. It's just because it's a happy ending doesn't mean it's cotton candy. Okay, that's okay. That's good to know. Cotton candy's got to have the whole just emotion of warm fuzzies the entire time. I'm trying to think of the Shrek. perfect cotton candy movie. Yeah, think of the perfect cotton candy movie. Jim. Unicorn store. You didn't what? what? That's, that's the that. one. That, that's the one that made me come up with. The category. And watching that one, the... Because you just felt good the whole time? No, but... It, you can't feel good the whole no, time. No, it wanted you to feel good the whole time. Right, but then at the end you're like, oh, that was great. You no. just went outside I, and started I, whistling. I, I didn't really enjoy it. You started that. whistling at the grave? Yes, I whistled at the grave. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, that's a cotton candy movie! <laughs> that's the whole That's the whole. Next that's the series. one. That's the, we gotta make <laughs> the ultimate. That's it. Whistle at your grave is the, the third one. Uh, the Room. 
There Ooh, you go. Okay, the room. There we go. There's there's something that because that's a comfort automatically comfort movie. Because you 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 will sit that and watch that one. If it's, if if I threw it on right now, you yeah. Would... But we've already maintained that comfort movies are old movies because right. someone likes it somewhere. So yeah, I would say yeah, it's a so, comfort so movie for me. It falls into comfort. Is it popcorn grinder? It's... it's not a popcorn grinder. Oh, it is now. It's a popcorn thrower. Yeah, but it's not cotton candy. Dang it. No. See that didn't work. Yeah, because the... that was really. I would just place that one under comfort because popcorn grinder. I don't know if it's that even. I don't know. To be determined. To be determined. This will this will be an ongoing discussion at least for another ten minutes after we get it done here. It might go on longer. Yeah. Hey, you want to do some trivia? I brought some trivia facts. Sure. Here we go. But before we leave this, feel free if you have the magical movie yeah. that fits all three comfort or tweet us popcorn tweet grinder us our... and we'll cotton candy, and if it has the bonus of being a cookie dough ice cream movie as well. We have to find all three. Yeah. Email us at podcast at presidiafilmsociety.org or contact us on Instagram or Twitter at presidiafilm. Okay, moving on yeah, to trivia. I feel good about that. All right, so we have, did you bring your dice out? I don't think the I dice did. are going to work. Why not? All right, so here's what we'll do. So what, what, because there's what, only what, four what, categories. What cards do you have in front of you? These are called um, movie trivia game. Give me a stack of them so I can give some to you. Right. There you go. Some are, of them are pretty easy. Like the categories, an alien came down and I said, here's a movie, and he'd be able to answer these. So the categories are comedy cartoon, action adventure, drama musical, and horror sci-fi. I like that we, so <laughs> we switched each one. <laughs> a theater or something. All right. We, I have a die. Okay, so here's what we'll do, though, because there's we don't have enough categories. So <laughs> if you roll a five or a six, then I get to automatically choose the category. Ooh, okay. All right. So I'm rolling for me. Yes. Three. Okay. Which so is you a get drama musical. Drama musical. All right, here we go. Who directed The Green Mile? This is going to be bad for you because you already said you don't follow directors. <laughs> exactly. Steven Soderbergh, Frank Darabont, or Robert Zemeckis? We Soderbergh. Frank Darabont. We need like a score sheet. A score sheet. Oh, there you No, not that. No, that That's like that. a Salvador Dali thing. Use the oh, notebook thingy. I was starting com- my equation. Yeah. All right. So, you have negative one point. This is like Jeopardy, where it's negative. <laughs> you are now if my, if minus one hundred. If I don't, guess, no, I didn't give you a negative. Okay. So, I'll, you want to roll for you? You roll for me. It's fine. What do a I got? Five. So I get to pick your category. Yes. I'm gonna blindly pick horror sci-fi. Okay. This is gonna be embarrassing if I get it wrong. I know. In Interview with a Vampire, <laughs> what gift does Lestat give Claudia every year? Isn't it a doll? It is a doll. Boom. I didn't even need the options. This doesn't have options. Where are you coming up with options? Oh, yours had, I read you multiple choice. Uh, This one, the ones I have. Oh, some must not have multiple choice. All right, roll your dice. The magic dice. Number one, a comedy cartoon. Comedy cartoon. Oh, this is right up your alley. Amazing how the die knows. In The Muppet Christmas Carol, what role does Kermit the Frog play? He is... Uh, Timmy. No. He is... Bob Cratchit. Bob Cratchit. You suck at this, Tim. All right, roll the dice. So I have... You have zero. And you have one. I haven't given any negatives. If you had negatives right now, it'd be an uphill battle. So you have one point ahead of me. Yeah, I've only answered one. One. Dang it. I hate comedy. Okay, comedy cartoon. Okay. Ballroom dance, football, and mental illness all play a part in what 2012 comedy? 
Uh, Silver Linings Playbook. You get another point. Yes. I am kicking Dustin's your Dustin's racking up. The, anal. You know, so you have two million points to my zero points. Yes. You get to pick for me. Ooh. Let's do... Uh, okay, so when we pick, let's not look at the question. because yeah, I, I didn't biased. look at the question. Yeah, okay. just, so I will pick um, Action Adventure. What Wes Anderson film is mostly set in 1932, but is framed by a conversation taking place in 1968, a writer recording in 1985, and a girl reading a book in the present day. I'm going to say Grand Budapest. It is Grand Budapest. I got a million points. You only got one. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. One for you. I will change cards so you don't get the same question again. Yeah, don't do that. I've been laying them down. Ooh, this is a multiple choice. Okay. In what year did the cartoon character Mickey Mouse first appear in a movie? Oh, shoot. 1928, 1936, or 1941? 28. 28, indeed. Woo! Steve, it wasn't multiple choice. He, wasn't, he didn't appear in a movie. Place. He appeared in a short. That's the, I think that's a trick. Yeah. That was a tricky one. All right. After all. Roll the magic die. Five, four. Oh, I get a pick. Uh, or, I'm or, picking or, horror. No, it's horror sci-fi, because four is... I'm good, because I was going to pick it anyway. <laughs> All right. Who won an Oscar? Oh, come on. Who won an Oscar for her role as FBI agent Clarice Starling in The Silence of the Lambs? Jodie? Yeah, Foster, right? Yes. I might give you that. You're only one behind me, Tim. The score is three to two. I get to pick. It's a six. Okay. I'm going to give you drama musical. Oh, No. Humphrey Bogart's only Academy Award was for which movie? And this is multiple choice. Casablanca, African Queen, African Queen. Maltese Falcon. African Queen. Yes. I knew that before you read it. Well, then why did you make me go through the multiple choices? Because. Just because. <laughs> Two. Action Adventure. Yes. <clears throat> In Pacific Rim, what does humanity build to fight giant creatures that rise from the sea? Robots? Battleships or big nets? Robots. All right. Rolling for Dustin. Four. Another horror sci-fi. I'm going to be embarrassed at some point. In Cabin in the Woods, what does actor Bradley Whitford think it would be cool to see? It's not multiple choice? It is not multiple Crap. choice. They expect I you to know this one. I know. I haven't seen that movie in so long. If you get this one, then you get two points. I'll give you two points if you get this one. Um, he thinks it'd be cool to see... For, for a reduction of half a point, I will give you a clue. <laughs> All right, give me a clue. What was the movie that won the Academy Award for Best Picture last year that you hate? Yeah, is it like the uh, Creature of the Black Lagoon or the... A Merman. A Merman, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do... I have four and a half. A half. Okay. Yeah, that's... One. Okay. Comedy slash cartoon. In what movie did Dustin Hoffman play a man playing a woman? Gosh, I don't know. Was that maybe Tootsie? It was Tootsie. Wow, that one was hard. That was. I had to think. Like, hey, almost. we're kind of almost tied. It's four to four and a half. I get to pick for you. I'm going to give you drama musical again. Ugh, okay. Ben Hur won eleven Oscars in 1959. What movie matched this record in 1997? Titanic. Yeah. That was easy. Yee-hee! Woo-hoo! 
we're playing to six. Sure, let's do six because I'm at <laughs> five and a half and you're at four. Yeah. All right. Oh. Roll that magic die. Four. Horse of I. What is the computer in 2001 A Space Odyssey called? Hal. God, that's easy. You get do, the Do you know the theory ones. about Hal? What theory? How they came up with the name Hal? No. The Maybe. letters the letters after H-A-L or I-B-M. Oh, I heard that before. Yeah. Apparently you don't buy that theory. I don't know. Whatever. Isn't the Hal 9000? Yeah. Yeah. Four. Horror movies. No, wait. Oh, it's you. I give it to you. Too bad, because this was a question on Star Trek. Oh, this one. The Wrath I, of Khan. I'm never going to ask you, because you're going to know. <laughs> Just ask it. In Star for Trek 3, win. who are they searching for? Spock. And you can How did we both have Star Trek questions on the cards? What was yours? Which bridge officer dies in Star Trek 2, The Wrath of Khan? Uh, Spock? That was a bizarre... That's a bizarre coinkydink. Well, technically... That concludes... Wait, technically I won five and a half. You want to... Here, I'll give you a lightning round, but I'm going to pick... I'm going to specifically gonna... select a question that is not super easy and see if you get it. All right. Here we go. Nope. Um, okay. George Lucas. What does John Doe model his murders after in Seven? Uh, the Seven Deadly Sins. Yes. But you still didn't win. I won. I know. Woo! Well, that was interesting. <laughs> Wait, which part? Uh, the, Wait, the which whole, part? The whole having to answer questions live. <laughs> Potentially showing our stupidity. Uh, we didn't, though. We knew them. Oh, yeah. See? We're still experts. Also, our equation is now a thing. So it is. It's, it's, a, it's official. It's official. We it's, did it. It's, it's on the internet, so Yeah, it's, it's in the airwaves. And people can start citing it now in research papers. Yeah, we'll get on Google and I'll say, this has been cited seven We need to put on Scholar Google. Yeah. And people will be like, oh, yeah. I know what a popcorn grinder is. No, 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 no. that's definitely a cotton candy one. <laughs> what would be great is if we had tons of listeners and it just became this kind of part, party of- trendy thing where people wanted to argue if it was, no, that's not a popcorn grinder. That's so like, no, that's, cookie that dough ice cream. popcorn grinder, yeah. It is a Christmas movie. I can't wait till we get to that. So here's a question for you. Which we won't answer now. Okay. You'll think about it and we'll talk about about it it. in future episodes. Yeah. Which subset of movies is smaller? Cookie dough ice cream or cotton candy movies? Oh. Nope, you can't answer it now. Okay. You have to think about it. And if you have answers, email us at podcast at persiniafilmsociety.org or, as we said earlier, Instagram or Twitter at persiniafilm. Twitter us. (laughs) Twitter us. Instagram us. Email us. All that good stuff. If you have bourbon recommendations for future, what are they called? Bourbon talks? Bourbon, uh, what do I call it? Bourbon chat. Yeah. Bourbon chat. Let us know and we'll try it. Or we'll try it on the air. Recommend a movie and bourbon pairing. Oh, yeah. A specific bourbon. Especially if we're trying to gauge if they're fitting into our equation. And does popcorn go with with uh, bourbon? No. I don't like popcorn anyway. So. Oh, that's true. Is cotton candy and bourbon? No. That would be Ugh. wrong. That would be really wrong. Ugh. Play this out, Dustin. Da-da-da-da-da-da.